feel like you're doing bits just so you can insert them later. <laughs> what? <laughs> there and welcome back to garbage film this is the podcast that uh seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other so we will as we always do take our movie of the week pair it with something artier or trashier hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least are entertained i am one of your hosts nick and with me as always is the gizmo to my mohawk the brain gremlin to my hyper doofus gremlin the new york to my new york aaron is here Hi, Aaron. Hello. Or, oh. hello. That's perfect. Sorry to all of Australia for my only slightly better than the brain gremlin in the movies Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, he takes that and becomes Australian somehow. The headline, though, Smartest we're back. people in the world. We're back! We're back. We took a nice long break and yeah. we have returned. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. I gotta say, I'm I over your shoulder directly right now is just an absolute whiteout snowstorm outside. Yeah. And I don't care for it, but I do respect it. Winter's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's playing by its rules. Yeah, it's been... I get this. This is supposed to happen. I don't yeah. like it, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah. It's it's like an old friend returning. Yes. An old friend that you hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I know how I hate it and how to get through it, so it's fine. Hmm, sounds a little like our movie today. <laughs> so tortured, this <laughs> fucking analogy. Wait, uh, how are you, Nick? Oh, I didn't I'm ask good. how you are. I, uh, you know, just been living life. I gotta say, it's been, like, forefront of my brain. I want to thank the Popcorn Bucket for mentioning Sifu on their episode a couple of weeks ago as of yes, this recording. Yes, we got a lot of mileage out of that replay. Because it, uh, yeah, just reminded me that, yeah, that, that game fucking rocks. So yeah. I've just been enjoying kung fu and things for the past couple weeks <laughs> yes go listen to popcorn bucket do a do an annual i guess at this point mm. sort of recap of the year and their favorite games and movies and shows and stuff and all of their video game choices are always so cool yep and often it makes nick go oh shit yeah i gotta play that again it was a real like oh yeah i somehow memory hold myself on yeah the fact <laughs> i that... think it's because Zifa was so hard that you were like yeah. fuck this i'm done and then you went back to it like no it's pretty good no i persevere I'm oh good sorry at i mean you were really good <laughs> i said fuck it i'm done <laughs> anyway always recommend but yeah. yes we've just been hanging out re-watching watching yep as mentioned it's fuck outside so we've been it's indoors fuck shit outside. it's fuck as hell outside it's awful Bring that explicit tag up top <laughs> welcome to it baby <laughs> but uh yeah we took a much longer break than expected because there were things like all the pipes fell out of our apartment and we needed to put them back in almost like there was some sort of new batch in our apartment. That is the least effective segue you could have picked. New batch of plumbing. Um. <laughs> there was. Wow, yes. That's what the plumber said to me. I'm installing a new batch of plumbing, which leads me to segue into what movie we're talking about this week. Of course, could only be Gremlins 2, the new batch. They're mutating. <laughs> Sir, is the building on fire? No, no, that's a false alarm. <laughs> Are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. <laughs> so the monsters are real? I didn't say that. <laughs> Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. <laughs> Gremlins 2, colon, <laughs> all uppercase, the new batch from yep. 1990. And the mind of Joe Dante. Yep. Expressly oh from the mind of Joe Dante, yes. Very specifically, mm -hmm. it seems, yes. Yeah. 
So uh, let's say you don't know what Gremlins 2 is. Well, it's a lot like Gremlins 1. Uh, but more specifically, <laughs> this is a direct sequel. So our heroes from the last movie have moved from Kingston Falls to uh, New York, New York. Dead. New York City. It's a city so nice, they named it more than once. I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> Citizen's arrest. This is Billy and Kate. They're now working for the idiot billionaire tech mogul, who definitely isn't referencing other Anyone people. Anyone we know yep. in that position in New York in the 80s. <laughs> Daniel Clamp uh, in the colossal Clamp Tower high-rise, the first smart building. It is so funny to me. The His logo outside is just a literal clamp, but squeezing the life out of the world like a globe. <laughs> like, who let this man have a building? Yep. But before long, Gizmo, the orphaned Mogwai, Aww. he uh, falls prey to the evil scientist. And I, you didn't react to this name, but it's Dr. Catheter. Oh, I mean, when I see Christopher Lee in anything, I assume his name is Dr. Catheter. <laughs> That's where my brain goes anyway. But yes, that is his name. Uh, enter some water, uh, makes gremlins, and then havoc everywhere. That's pretty yeah. much... That's that's the gist. (laughs) It really feels like, yes, technically we are setting up a different movie, but I know you all want to get to the gremlins as fast as possible. That's why we're here. Yep. And they do. They do. Yep. They do it well. If you have seen the Key and Peele uh, Hollywood sequel, Dr. Sketch, that is pretty much exactly how it goes. So going to have to take your word for it. Oh, if you are not familiar, I take it. No. It's a, it's a good one. It's just going into the writer's room and there's a sequel doctor who's like, we're doing Gremlins too. Just say like the dumbest thing in the world. And uh, there's a lot of like, uh, Gremlin that's electricity. It's oh. in the movie. <laughs> okay, this, I went back and I looked at my original, like my review of this on Letterboxd when I watched it for the first time. And it's just, uh, it, I, I just wrote down like, you can tell they did not take any feedback. They did not say no to anything at this point in the movie. <laughs> Correct. Uh, speaking of which, so we talked about directed by Joe Dante. Let me give you a little quote about how this movie came to be. Because this is a weird, like, 1984 is the first Gremlins, 1990 the second one. Seems like a weird gap for weird something gap. that is used to push toys, essentially. If you're coming from it, at it from the marketing perspective. And, and they were. So uh, here's a Joe Dante quote for you. Quote. When I was asked to do the sequel, which I originally turned down because it was so hard to make the first one, the only reason I decided to make the sequel was because years later they had tried to make a sequel and couldn't figure out how to do it. And they really wanted another one, so they said to me, if you give us a couple cans of film with gremlins in them next summer, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Wow. And they gave me three times the money uh, we had to make the first one, so I made Gremlins 2, which was essentially about how there didn't need to be a sequel to Gremlins. Joe Dante, the only guy to be like, fuck my idea (laughs) in his own sequel. (laughs) Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Amazing. He thought it was a stupid idea to do a sequel. He, 84, it like is a huge box office success and they're turning around to be like, hey, let's pump out another one. He's like, no. Why? (laughs) And so you can go through, there's like, this is classic Hollywood stuff. You can go through the big list of directors that signed on and then gave up There's, yeah this is such a weird thing to like want to sign on for if you're not the original guy like why would you pick up the threads of this thing that's like very clearly the product of someone who's not quite right but in a fun way the twisted mind of... <laughs> the only time that that label is warranted yeah uh, sam raimi joe dante end of list actually yeah that i would i accept those twisted minds yeah into my heart <laughs> yeah cozy but the, I think it's like Spielberg's the producer for both of them, so I figure oh, it's got to be a like Amblin's just thing. trying to push for it. I guess. But that's why like Dante is like this is my favorite of my movies because I got to do Oh, the dream. Whatever you want as much money as it takes. It's just, I will not come by and look at anything yeah. for the next 12 months. Just stream of consciousness stuff going onto the <laughs> onto the screen like the the opening. I always forget. I've seen this movie so many times. This was a classic was this a see on cable when you're sick? No, at home this as was a, child? a we have the tape. Just Ew. watch it to the point that you wear the tape out. Like I I was 5 when this came out, so okay. like I I was too young, but whatever. I was watching it <laughs> like at least once a year minimum every year until like sure. the year 2000 probably. Okay. <laughs> until I was now age. So I've okay. got like grooves in my brain that are full of gremlins. Right, it movie. rewired you a little. Yeah. Um and I forget that it opens with uh, Looney Tunes goof em up. Yes. So, okay. First of all, yes, let's get this out of the way. This is not a necessary movie. No. It does not advance the 
plot or that it's just a sandbox. It's fun as hell. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. It's got one of the most pained, contrived setups of like, <laughs> no way. There's no way. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Torturous. Yeah. But so so it does open with a literal Warner Brothers old-timey like animated Looney Tunes logo slash routine. Yep. Where Daffy and uh, what's the Chungus? The famous, the famous Chungus. Who's Chungus. He's his name is uh, his last name is Rabbit. Bunny. Bugs Bunny. There Thank you. you. <laughs> yes, I was all I could think of was Roger Rabbit. I'm like, oh my god. All right. Yeah. What's up with that? This is just. It's funny because it's. More than anything, this is the thing that Joe Dante had to answer questions on. I bet, because the whole movie, even the Hulk Hogan bit, I'm like, that's funny, I get it, like, I know why it's in the movie. This, no clue, couldn't tell you. The two reasons are, Joe Dante was like, all Gremlins is is, like, live-action Looney Tunes. Right, okay, sure. So, pay homage, but he also said it's the best way to set up the, like... He describes it as like anarchic setup of the entire movie of just like, oh, this isn't serious. Like Freewheeling, shall we say. I think because the first act is like, you don't get Gizmo for a little bit. You don't get Gremlins for a little bit. You have to have a little bit of something to be like, this oh, is just A silly. little zany up yeah. top so yeah. that you, okay, all right. And originally it was supposed to be like five minutes of short as opposed to the like minute and 30 seconds we get or whatever. Right. But it was, yeah, it got cut for time. There's so much stuff that got cut for time because it was just like, no, we can't do a two and a half hour Gremlins movie. <laughs> but God, we deserve one. Yeah. I, that's fair, I, I think, because the, the whole opening is like very grim in a way that not mm. not even like dark in the way that the original Gremlins is very dark off the top, mm. but it's very almost, almost bland. Where you're like, oh yeah. no, a big city developer like tore down the the antique shop that you know yeah, Gizmo lives in it's just like we can raise enough money to save the rec center by skateboarding like yeah. you know that kind of feeling to it Very which is much. like it's the 90s now we're not doing that anymore but you know <laughs> but then then i think all like dante when he talks about this movie is, is just like all it is is a commentary on this stuff that's all passing by and like we don't mm. need any more that isn't getting stuff made about it anymore so exactly that like that's rooted in that for a reason i feel like right like hey you remember this thing from the 80s that you liked why (laughs) okay all right i respect that we all loved key luke (laughs) we did yeah he died and gizmo's wearing a little morning armband yeah i know Mm. so cute how did he get that i know why is everything gremlin sized (laughs) so precious uh, but to run down the rest of the, the credits we got here is written by Charles S. Haas, uh, not by the original writer, which is Chris Columbus, because he was mm. off being busy home alone and such. Yeah, fair. Yep. Uh, we got Zach Galligan returning, Phoebe Cates, John Glover as the idiot billionaire. I got a thing I want to come back to on that in a sec that I want to make sure I tell you about. Okay. Uh, Robert Prosky, which is great because I knew him from this. And you go from this to like Thief. Thief, yeah. Oh, the range. See, I did it the other way around where I saw Thief before this. And then it was like, oh, I'm scared of you. (laughs) Real He's so funny. Another thing that I'm like, I kind of get why this is happening, but barely. So, I mean, this might be the very 80s of it all, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but, like, that there's just a a recording studio, like like a network inside the building it's like an office park situation we don't really have those anymore no but i feel like for news stuff it used to be that yeah i don't know america's weird i don't know entertainment conglomeration being what it is anyway but the idea being clamp is obviously a trump uh analog he's also a ted turner analog who did have Uh, this stuff going on in his building cnn right yeah that sounds right okay one of those news guy we'll Uh, all die in the end nicholas (laughs) it won't matter continue okay um we got robert picardo with hair it's upsetting and you got dick miller and of course christopher lee yes uh christopher lee we're gonna repeat it again for posterity dr catheter dr catheter uh so the thing i want to mention about john glover before i forgot there like i said there's so many cut bits and all it is is like okay, this bit's pretty funny, but it's slowing down the pacing, so let's cut it out. Okay. One of the things that was going to set up him being, like, a fucking moron who's just, like, benignly evil sure. was uh, one of the first shots we were going to see of him in his office is him watching It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. It's in black and white. 
Uh, Which is in the original movie, right? The first Gremlins? That's what his mom is watching on TV as she makes dinner? Yeah. And Kingston Falls is supposed to be... Bedford Falls. Yeah, exactly. Um, So he's watching It's a Wonderful Life and he's frowning at it. And it's like the big ending where he's, oh, yes, old savings and loan. Um, (laughs) But he's frowning and he can't really focus on it. And he walks over to the TV and he presses a button and it colorizes it. And he just, the the electricity on his face lights up. Huge smile. Yeah. (laughs) Like a baby oh, who's great. just seeing keys for the first time yeah. and just like... <laughs> Mother's face is back! <laughs> I love that. He does have... This is an interesting, like... I mean, I say, you know, evil billionaire is tearing down the community center. It's not exactly that. It's that he doesn't really... He just sees, like, progress, the world of tomorrow. And yeah. it's not that he's mean or evil. It's just, like, his brain is not big enough to think beyond growth equals good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, push forward. And, <laughs> like, he's not a bad guy. He's, you know? Originally, he was supposed to be an antagonist in the movie. And they had to rewrite it because they're like, John Glover is just too funny. Is this just, like, big smiley <laughs> yeah. dope? We really got to play up this, like, he barely has two brain cells to rub together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny one. It's, a, it's a, like, an interesting... V- villain sort of yeah. not even really yeah that's uh, the one thing that I'm like a oh, movie you shouldn't have pulled your punches make us empathetic to the idiot billionaire <laughs> you can only become a billionaire by being an idiot I think is the lesson here mm. yeah oh, I'll just hit myself on the head with a hammer a few times <laughs> money for I, everyone <laughs> I learned from watching Gremlins too. yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you absorbed a lot of this movie. Mm. Yes, I did. Mm. This it literally Concerned. made me the man I am today. Oh boy. <laughs> we'll unpack that later. <laughs> this is where I'm aware that like, oh, there's no pictures of me tied to the podcast on the internet yet. I could be a little gremlin. <laughs> Face reveal blah. <laughs> it's the the lady gremlin. <laughs> Just smooching all over the mic. Uh and our voices, we got Howie Mandel is returning as Gizmo. Uh, Frank funny. Welker as Mohawk. We love Frank Welker. He, is it? Yeah, no, no, Mohawk. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like Stripe 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is, I guess Gremlins gives credence to the idea of reincarnation. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, wait. At the risk of a gremlin jumping out of my console and eating my face... What are the rules to the reincarnation? We'll talk about this a little bit. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. Fair enough. I guess, the, I guess more actually, it's these the sides of Gizmo's psyche that are... Right. Okay. So he's like there. always got this in him. Yeah. That's so deep. All right. Mm-hmm. So metaphorical. I guess Spike and Mohawk are half-brothers? <laughs> like, is it a... It, their... Their mom is hmm. the water? Yeah. Different mom? <laughs> Or his gizmo the mom. They're asexual. I don't know why I'm trying to... I don't know why we're... Yeah. Uh, Baffling. Baffling. Uh, And, of course, you have Tony Randall as the brain gremlin. (coughs) Talk a little bit about what's going on in this room, because I think there are some fascinating ramifications here for the future. Well, what would we know him from? Yeah, he's just like a crooner, right? Isn't that his... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to do some On the fly Googling? Yeah, let's see what uh, we know Tony Randall. Because it is a name that's just like, ah, yes. Sort of tickling the brain centers. Ah. It feels like a voice that you might have heard around for like a period of five years and then never again kind of thing. Like he's got got a very good voice, but I'm I'm not sure he's Australian. And not sure why we would have made that choice if he is not Australian, but... No, no, I was wrong. He was just a actor and comedian. All right. Producer, director. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, Tony Randall's in there being a brain gremlin, which is yep. cute. Um, you got the music by Jerry Goldsmith, who's returning, which is great. A thing a that I love about this. So you have not seen Rambo. I know that's correct. You. Yeah. Uh, Gizmo sees Rambo early on. It right. inspires him to become <laughs> war yes. later on. But uh, all the music that, that is happening while he's Ramboing is Rambo music written by... Also Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> That's great. Just fun. So, like, the perfect guy to, like, do little arrangements to work it into the Gremlins theme. Little, yeah, make fun of his own, yeah. Yeah, which is that. also great. I love the Gremlins theme. It really, like, the first one is kind of hokey it's a jam. and campy. This one, it's just, like, full synth blasting. <laughs> Chaos and mayhem. I love it's it. very distinctive, but it's also very, like, it... 
is cartoon music for sure, but it's good. It's, it's really the, good. It's the sound of hijinks. Like you, you, yeah, that's literally it. Benny Hill is the the like you go to the trough for <laughs> Benny Hill to be a goofy thing for your hijinks. Goofy Silly soundtrack for it. But this is what I hear. This is my Benny Hill. This is like Benny Hill, but more bodily injury. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With fewer stakes, though. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh. Injury on the pod. Yep. Bodily injury. Injury and destruction run. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's our, those are our credits for Gremlins. And oh, another cut bit yes. that I think is funny. There's just, as I said, so many cut bits. Christopher Lee's introduction was going to originally be him looking through the lab at the various, you know, chemicals and stuff we got going. So we get a bit of that. But there was going to be one where they go and look at a bat. And they saw it, talk about the bat juice they've got that mm-hmm. makes a bat gremlin later. Uh, and they're looking at the bats, him and the two twins. Uh, no, no, it's four people. Him and the twins. Oh. Two <laughs> uh, and he looks at the bat and he goes, I've heard they sometimes drink blood. <laughs> because he was very famous for being Dracula. Sure. <laughs> so that was just going to be a little wink. And wink. Joe Dante was like, that's just a thing for me. We don't have to put that in the movie. <laughs> I just wanted to make him say it. It's not going in the movie. <laughs> It's a very funny, like, the reason the catheter is there is because the office park situation, you can rent space. Yeah. So he's just, like, uh, he's just a, a tenant in yep. the building. Like, okay, yeah, doing his wildly illegal genetic experiments. This building, what is the zoning like <laughs> on this building? Whatever it is. Storing can... animal remains and, like, I don't know. I feel like, if, as opposed to doing it, doing the zoning by, like, geography on a map. It's by altitude. <laughs> We're this high up. If anything crazy gets out the window, it'll be dead before it hits the ground. <laughs> or, like, something that shouldn't seep down between floors. Like, mm. you gotta put your meat on the bottom <laughs> shelf of your fridge. That way, you know, that that rule. Yeah, that's a rule, right? I don't know. I oh, don't know oh. About that. okay. <laughs> so the meat juices don't happen. The meat goes in the basement of the fridge. Yes. That's what we're just... that's all I'm trying to say. Thank you. Uh, but no, what I was saying before, it's just like the most contrived setup. Just like, oh, Gizmo is here and in the building and Billy works here for some reason. Yeah. And there's a genetics lab. It's and just, there's a lab, yeah. Like, oh, we're just doing this to set up hijinks for later. I respect that. So I wanted to ask you, who's your favorite uh, gremlin variant in here? Ooh. We get so many exciting and disgusting and cute <laughs> gremlin variants. This can range from, do you like the George and Lenny Mogwai? But I don't get this. I've never seen, this is Mice of, of Mice and Men? Yeah, so okay. the, the initial Mogwai that. we get that pop out of Gizmo are, we get Mohawk, we get the cigar-smoking grumpy guy, and the big <laughs> buck-toothed uh, dummy. Right, okay. And those are supposed to be George and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. I don't know why. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? Okay, yeah. Because yep. before, like, Gremlins, it was a very, like, it was the seven dwarves. The, yeah. That was kind of the situation where, like, this one's the angry one. This one's the silly one. <laughs> like, this is the one that tortures animals for fun. Like, I think th- these ones, I was like, what are these guys? I think it's just supposed to be gremlins are just movie reference machines. <laughs> so you're just <laughs> right. watching that happen. Uh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite in here? I I do really like, uh, I, I like the lightning guy because he's inexplicable. Yeah, it makes no sense. We're not even dealing with the laws of like biology or like <laughs> physics. The idea of like <laughs> a physical world doesn't even make sense with this guy. Um, like him. Uh, but he, you know, he's got a set of rules, so I, I like that. He's very uh, easy to cotton on to. Yeah, he grounds him the... himself in things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. yeah. Um, I also like the idea of being trapped in a like early '90s voicemail machine, just the like <laughs> most tepid, dumbass place in the world, just like music yeah. happening in the background for eternity on a loop. Um, yeah, when he poetic. broke out, he didn't want to kill the gremlins; he just wanted to he die. Just... <laughs> I am going on a suicide mission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have. I think I have to give it to the vegetable gremlins. It is the They're so weird. Most inexplicable of all of them to I me. I know. Where you're like, oh, bat DNA. Okay, vegetable DNA makes you grow vegetables on your face, but they're still edible. I, I have to assume it was only done to facilitate the two bits of Marge plucking off an olive and putting it in a drink. <laughs> yep. And... It's just, it's a throwaway visual gag, but it makes me laugh uh, toward the end when it's full chaos. 
the vegetable gremlin jumps out of the salad bar and pulls somebody in to right. the salad bar. It's a real like ah, right. it salad was me bar the whole time. <laughs> when salad bars strike back, like when health foods go bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I like them. I think that's a creative one. <laughs> The bat one is a very cool design. Yes. My least fucking favorite is the spider gremlin. I thought that would be. Fuck that guy. The That's only, disgusting. Like, actually scary looking one. Yeah. Me. It's too big. Like, they all stay roughly the same size when they mutate. You know, mm. bat gremlin has a wingspan now, but spider gremlin is like a whole <laughs> other creature. Yes. <laughs> no, thank you. How about you? I, it's a, well, I got two answers then. You did two, so I'm going to do two. Sure. Um, It's our pod. We make the rules. (laughs) I'm breaking my own rules. Uh, The secretary gremlin, just like a quick, quick scene, (laughs) but there's so much physicality of like, ah, this is the physicality of a secretary in the 80s. Wearing a little sweater on, on their shoulders. Yeah. Just typing. And (laughs) there's a moment where just before it like ducks out of frame, it like claps its hands together very effeminately and throws its head back and laughs. That's so cute. And if they it. absorb everything around yeah. them, they really do. That's They're great. quick learners. That, but the brain gremlin is so funny to me. The the when he's doing the interview, the like there's three. The New York, New York is great. The sure. interview that he does where he shoots a gremlin point blank to yeah. be like that wasn't very civilized, but we're trying to grow here. <laughs> Just like I didn't want to do that. The most reasonably spoken, unreasonable person is what it feels like. Uh, And his initial mutation of, like, croaking out words and then diving fully into a sentence is just, (laughs) it works on that. Every time, the mutation makes him grow glasses for some reason. Oh, yeah, the glasses are part of his body. Yeah, I love it. can never take them off. It's it's great. (laughs) Where is the pool, like, what's the genetic memory for glasses like mm. why do they know that that means smart Where... it's they're just tied to movies inexplicably mm, sure yeah. there you go yeah so key luke's character he just, like his grandson just kept the tv on the whole time and oh. so because Giz, gizmo is the source of all of these guys right that's true so just yeah. that gizmo loves tv so much Maybe that's it. That's the best explanation I've ever heard. Fuck it. Let's go with that. Because <laughs> it does just seem like they're just like this. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> you get it. But I think he, like, Gizmo, like, discovers TV yeah. in the first and it, one. it, like, rewrites him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> he has a problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice, nice. And the follow-up question to that, do you have, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I introduced you to our gremlins. Yes. Um, do you have a clear preference between the two of the movies Ooh, um, we uh, go back and listen to our gremlins one episode that we did for our first uh holiday special yeah. I, mm, I feel like it's got to be the first one only because it is more it's more restrained in that way where there are like there are actual stakes yeah you know this is more fun i think agreed it's more funny yeah um and it definitely does have that air of like could let this guy do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree Just what you're in the mood for, you know? Yeah. A Gremlins for all seasons. But I do <laughs> agree. I like the first Gremlins more, if only because it's very concise and clear on what it's trying to do. Yes. Versus this, which is, yeah, it's just, I had money and I wanted to fuck around. <laughs> the whole th- thesis of this movie is I wanted to show more Gremlins. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Bless him for it. Uh... So I wanted to like, this is well trod ground, but I just like talking about the the things like. There's a real art imitates life quality to a lot of this movie. Mm. Of like, you got Leonard Malton in here reading his Gremlins one review. <laughs> is that actually? Yes, he's a good sport. Say great that. sport. Yeah. In his review for Gremlins two, he like said it's a great movie. I love it, except for the. Uh, absolutely useless shoehorned in cameo of the TV critic. Like, something like, so he's having fun with it. <laughs> he's a cute guy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, the mom, the, the, like, the film break moment that happens, the mom storming out of the theater, is yes. a mom came up to Joe Dante during a test screening and shouted at him. So this is, <laughs> he was like taking that inspiration. Okay. And right. I love that story because the kid was so into the movie that yeah. while the mom was chewing out, Joe Dante, the kid like ran and hid back in the theater and they couldn't find the kid, but they couldn't interrupt the test screen. So they just had to wait until it was over. And the kid was like, that movie rules. That was so cool. <laughs> Joe Dante was like, mission fucking accomplished. Hell yeah. Amazing. Um, and the, the thing that I know we were both very delighted with 
the scene in the security room where they're talking about like, oh, so if you get like a caraway <laughs> seed stuck in his teeth. This is the funniest thing to me where they're like, wait a minute, what is up with these girls? Like, you know, Billy's trying to exp- <laughs> explain the concept of gremlins and they're like, but what about like time zones? Yeah. What if <laughs> what if they're eating a meal and they cross the time zone and apply yeah. him? These are all things that were said to Joe Dante. So I'm sure. But the fact that it ends with somebody being so smurry, then the chief gremlin jumps out, bites a guy in the neck, and then tears out his throat and then just vanishes. Gives the cartooniest wind-up socko <laughs> punch is so like it's the only punch a gremlin throws in this movie. <laughs> They're really more ankle biters yeah. than like yeah. They I use know. their claws for stuff. They yes. don't. They gouge. Hit. Yeah, not a closed fist <laughs> type of. <laughs> never, animal. never hit someone with a closed <laughs> fist. Yeah. Oh my Just, god, they're so funny. I wish I like that's how you know you have complete control over this movie is you can do the movie but also say fuck you to every <laughs> single one of the people who didn't like your previous movie. <laughs> Love that for him. Yep. That it literally feels like I want to write the scene to punch yeah. out anybody that brought this up to me. You fucking nerds. <laughs> and uh, I want to talk about the fourth wall breaking stuff. There's so much of it, and it's not anything new. I feel like it was novel in the first Gremlins, where it'd be like, oh, did you hear he said, haha, he said a weird reference or whatever. So I'm just going to collect the weird references that happen in this movie. Okay, go for it. The major one, though, you, you brought up Hulk Hogan in yeah. the theater break <laughs> and shouting at the Gremlins to fix the, the, the film canisters and everything. I'm trying to watch a movie. I had, and I think a lot of people went through this, I had a real... Um, Mandela moment with this movie sure. where this isn't the only version of it, the Hulk Hogan bit. And oh. I don't know if you've seen the other one. I haven't, it. but you, you, when we were watching this, you were like, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> and you were very upset and confused. <laughs> so the, for just to catch you up, if you don't remember Gremlins 2, there's a moment in the middle of the movie where there's a fake film break and yeah. it's shown that the gremlins broke the film and like the strip burns out or whatever yeah and the we cut to the theater watching gremlins too and a mom is mad and the usher comes and asks hulk hogan to do something and he threatens the gremlin and they restore the picture and it's cute initially this is the one thing that like if anything was going to get cut by the studio it was going to be this bit sure because the studio was like everyone will think the movie actually broke just like <laughs> no You've but then a bunch fools. of gremlins come on screen you morons yeah but dante and spielberg were like no, they won't. You have to respect audiences. Let's just show it in a test screening. If it doesn't get a laugh, we'll cut it. Okay. And it got the biggest laugh of the whole thing. So, sure. of course. Yeah. You could put Hulk Hogan in anything and people would <laughs> go banana. Uh, so, classic surprise. Studio executives were wrong. Um, <laughs> That's the subtitle of our podcast, It right? is, yeah. very much. Uh, but the extra lengths they went to for this so that's the you see it in movie in the movie theater version sure and that became the like the thing that went out on dvds and blu-rays and stuff sure because it makes sense like the the conceit is that you're watching it in the theater and the film strip burns out yes however for the vhs market they did a they shot a new section for this okay which is uh if you owe Dear sweet listeners, I hope that you're not so young that you do not know what uh, how VHS looked and what it looked like when one of them was wearing out, that the tape was dying. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this. I never loved VHS enough for this mm. to happen, but... I was a cartridge lover, so... Uh, <laughs> instead of the film breaking, it cut, it, like, the tape wears out and it cuts to static. The same, like, shadow puppets and stuff, but then instead of cutting to the theater... It starts to cut like the gremlins are changing the channels on you and such. So it cuts to like <laughs> okay. a news broadcast and then uh, like clearly public domain movie that's on TV. So they're messing with the technology where you are. Exactly. Okay. Yes. That's uh, great. That's such a good little change. And what they did instead of Hulk Hogan was they had uh, a few John Wayne shots okay. that they like had John Wayne in, in movies shooting at the screen and then gremlins like hiding and taking cover and shooting back. Yeah. Um, and he. <laughs> Uh, someone clearly doing a pretty okay John Wayne impersonation, being like, get out of here, you gremlins, and put this movie back on for the nice people. Um, and then it comes back. Flawless John Wayne impersonation. Thanks so much. Yeah. I found it in the moment. Uh, you got there. But they had to... They did it for all the VHSs, but they didn't do it going forward because... So many rental places got complaints that people did think that the tapes oh wore out God. and broke. <laughs> okay, the lesson is maybe don't always trust your audience. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, I genuinely, I really, 
you're watching it and the tape you know breaks or goes to static or whatever no more than three seconds later a gremlin is doing a shadow puppet or whatever like do you you really still think that that's part of the movie? And I think before that, that, that you even get the the hilarious cackling right. before that. So like, <laughs> like okay, yeah. okay, all right. But I also Cute. love so uh, Dante wanted um, like William Castle style stuff happening yeah. in the theater. He tried. Oh, here's a quote. Quote, I thought it would be great if we shipped to the theaters some cardboard gremlin cutouts with little springs on them. They could be attached to the projection booth window so that when people turn around to see what was wrong, they'd see these gremlins bouncing up and back and forth in the projection room. <laughs> okay, that would actually freak me out a little bit. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? That didn't fly. No. End quote. All right. <laughs> End quote. But a thing that was very 90s, I don't know if you ever had any of these, the novelization of Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. Did you partake of novelization of of a yes yeah but i've I've never read the grim uh, the gremlins 2 one i forgive you i haven't either uh but you 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 haven't gotten around to it but yes so what they did for this section was uh a really like torturous like okay i guess we gotta put this in book form yep yeah who's going to gremlins i don't know (laughs) it's fine but in this, in the book, the brain gremlin takes control of the book by locking the author in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. This is the deal that happens, and then there's a like, oh, I got out. Anyway, back to our story, kind of. Precious. Okay. <laughs> I sh- I want to look up what that passage is like, because I just assume it's just like a manifesto or something. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> type in an Australian accent. Yeah. We gotta like, find out what the deal is with novelizations of, is it literally just... In case you don't go to movie theaters, but you still want to know, like, why why were they I had, so prolific? I read a lot of these growing up. Yeah. And it is funny because they are, I know now as an adult, they're, like, in development at the same time as the movie. Okay. But I remember reading them being like, that didn't happen. That's that's not, <laughs> that happened well, differently in the movie. Because then you kind of have to fill out the novelizations, like, in you know, with interior monologues and stuff. And I don't know. But, like, the novel is finished before the movie's edited, usually, is what happens. So, oh. like, stuff just is on the cutting room floor that would have sure, been in the movie. Sure. Okay. Like, I, I distinctly remember it happening with a bunch of the Star Wars movies. And, yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird time. Speaking of Mandela Effect, yeah, where you're like, I, I really don't think that happened in the movie, but it is written down here. And some other fourth Wally stuff that I really like. Early on, before Gizmo gets splashed, the janitor, the custodial staff that comes uh, very muttery fixing his <laughs> water fountain, that is played by uh, John Aston. Um, and the reason uh, Gizmo, under his breath, goes, oh, Gomez, because John Aston oh. originated the role of Gomez. <laughs> Gizmo is way too plugged in. Yeah, I don't is. know how he knows these things. He's too online. Yeah. <laughs> Chronically online Gizmo. And um, Gizmo does not call Mr. Wing Mr. Wing. He calls him Key Luke. <laughs> oh, for... Okay. He has to be put down. Oh, no. <laughs> He's a menace. I'm beginning to think Gizmo is the actual... De- his fucking half-assed attempt to wander away from the water that he knows perfectly well what will happen to him if it hits him. Like, oh no, it's coming. To oh be no. fair, he does hide pretty good. If there's that little trough. I guess. Yeah. I don't think he's all that sad about it. I think he's an agent of chaos and he needs to be destroyed. I agree with the agent of chaos. But there is a very funny, I think it was like for, I don't know if you remember when they used to do like long trailers in front of movies that'd be like five to 10 minutes long. No. Um, there's a one for this that is a, like, fake behind-the-scenes thing. That stuff's great. Which starts out with a, like, oh, yeah, it's great to be back on the sets of Gremlins 2. The Gremlins just haven't been working for the past six years. They're so excited to be here, and they're all talking about, like, oh, yeah, it's great working (laughs) with them. They're nothing like they are on camera and all this stuff. So respectful. But then it turns into, like, uh, the announcer coming on, but then, crisis. (laughs) And it's just about how Gizmo is a huge prima donna and is just, like, kicking people off set. Yay! And there's a lot of the classic jokes of cutting to Grim, uh, Gizmo giving an interview and just, like, curse-laden, bleeping out every second word. But I hope still in that, like, yeah, exactly. this voice. So the words you get in between are, like, craft services. And then... yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's great. Howie Mandel worked hard for this movie. And my favorite bit that I was just, like, looking forward to watching it with you this time, and I don't know if this is a thing that I just like or what, 
when uh, the taping microwave with Marge, when we're in that taping, yes. <laughs> and Marge is getting sauced. And Progressively drunker. Uh, she, or uh, all the gremlins start popping out, and obviously homage to kitchen scene from the first gremlins. Sure. Um, but they start a fire by exploding the microwave. And I, I like to think it's, they're not trying to start a fire. They just hate microwaves because they know what it did to one of them <laughs> oh, in the previous their genetic movie. memory, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yet they don't have the wherewithal. The secretary one doesn't stay away from the shredder. Oh, but they might not know what a shredder is. They do get shred up in a blender. The hyper doofus breaks one of his first acts of destruction is breaking a blender. Oh, shit. Okay, then you're right. Yes, they remember. (laughs) They're like crows. They know. Yeah, which yeah, I guess they Gizmo's got all the children. memories locked in his brain. But this they is... happened to the gremlins after they separated from him. Oh, yeah. that's. I like the idea of taking this very seriously and breaking yeah. out the, like... <laughs> I need the biology explainer. I've... This is a real, like, Paul Atreides thing of he's unlocking his genetic memories. Yeah. But it's <laughs> a mystery of, like, but how? How did I know that? No one knows. We just know the spice doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Do not give Gizmo spice oh after midnight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Rule four, no spice after midnight. <laughs> no spice ever. Oh, okay, sorry. Too dangerous. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that's all wow. I had prepped for Gremlins 2. Is there any, like, particular... <laughs> I want to hear, like, your particular highlights. Like, I love this movie for being... Oh, gosh. I uh, There's a... If you know Brandon Reese, he's a big proponent of this movie being the Looney Tunes movie. This is the only Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> like feature We like. finally made one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is that. I mean, it it truly is just a series of, this is, you know, the bar scene from Gremlins 1. It's that, but you get to do it for the whole movie. Yeah, that feels like that's the proof of concept for this one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All of their little materials, like they all have clothes that fit them specifically. (laughs) It's just such a funny, like, the idea of... You know, we've got this smart building. Mm. And I think this was this was becoming yeah. a big thing in like maybe the mid nineties. I remember moving or we were gonna move and then the development like didn't work out or something like that. But when I was a kid, we were gonna we were planning a move and into a new house, yeah. uh, into this new neighborhood. And so we were like, Oh, we can design our house the way we want it. And my dad's idea was like the the smart house thing. And this wasn't, you know, this was like in the mid nineties. This yeah. wasn't like Alexa style stuff, but it was like, you could, you know, there could be an intercom system or you could <laughs> uh, put on a song in like the upstairs, you know, yeah, or you could was... heat the, the bathroom floor for when you were ready to take your bath or like whatever. Right. Yeah. I feel like this was in the early stages of like realizing we could do that before yeah. any of the technology was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so this feels like that sort of, thing where it's like all of the you know and the more technology you put in your house the more your technology is going to fuck up your living in that house yeah you try to integrate one technology with another and (sighs) yeah yes there's the joke that you know tech enthusiasts have every sort of smart house device known to mankind and actual tech programmers only own a printer and they keep a gun by the printer in case it makes a noise they don't recognize so they can shoot it (laughs) and they're right and so the idea of like wow you know like daniel clam's whole thing just like progress always don't think about what it means or costs and the idea that gremlins originated as a, you know, a gremlin in the machine. machine, Like, okay, what happens if you scale that up to an entire fucking, like, office (laughs) park is very funny because then you do have all these fun new ways for gremlins to fuck your shit up, which is very fun. (laughs) They just get such a wider range, like a pellet, you know, an entire entire pellet's worth of uh, ways to be little troublemakers. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, I forgot to mention. So this, the gremlins were redesigned for this movie. Mm. Um, Heavy redesign work going in. Yeah, they look different. On every aspect. Like, Gizmo is different from movie to movie, too. You can, if you watch them back to back, it's really obvious. Oh, okay. In a you know, vacuum. It's not very, it's not the most obvious thing in the yeah. get-go. The main thing is everything is bigger. Oh, like okay. Gizmo could fit in your hand in the first one. And yeah. this one, he's substantially larger. Sure. Okay. Stuff like that. But it's uh, Rick Baker of uh, American Werewolf and Men in Black fame. So like nice. real heavy hitter coming in in his prime right after doing, yeah, right after doing American Werewolf. Yeah. So a quote from Joe Dante. Quote, Rick Baker didn't want to come on if he had to redo original creator Chris Wallace's Gremlins because what's in it for him? 
And so to induce him, we changed the story so that there was a genetics lab run by Christopher Lee. Yes. And that was that was the, like the pitch to Rick Baker, like, look at all this cool shit you can yeah. do. Yeah, it really is like, okay, take one gremlin and like roll the dice. What are you going to get? <laughs> yeah. I can see that being a fun thing. Like, what if a gremlin put a bat? Yeah. Or a tomato, <laughs> inexplicably. Things like the bat gremlin goes through the wall and there's the bat symbol there. This movie came out like a couple months after the first Batman movie. So it's a real like in the zeitgeist kind of thing. It feels, you guys like that? It feels super corny now, but at the time it would have been like, oh, just like that Prince song. <laughs> okay, listen, I watched Batman for the first time directly before we rewatched for the pod. Uh, gremlins too, so it was very funny to me. <laughs> Okay. And I did turn to you and say, you get that hey, now. Hey, you get that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, well. Love it. Gremlin's success in 1984 gave rise to a lot of knockoffs about little monsters that wreak havoc. Sure. So as a result, the exact type of movies that Gremlins 2 is kind of sort of making fun of and teasing a little bit here in the ladies are the chief reason why Dante didn't want to make a Gremlin sequel. Oh. Because he kind of felt like... What we're do you need good. me for? Look, yeah. like, like, just do what these guys are doing. So today, uh, we're going to talk about some of those ripoffs in a segment I call The Imitation Game. <laughs> Which will not be about the movie. Yeah, not the that imitation one. Game. <laughs> this is... Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I know, I'm fairly certain, and you can correct me if you're wrong, that you don't know a lot of these movies. Uh, but I'm going to give you a brief description of some of these Gremlins knockoffs, and I'd like you to tell me what franchise you think they're from. Oh, so, like, okay. let's, before we get in here, let's spitball. What are some of these franchises you know about? Oh, God. I mean, I feel like Hobgoblins is out there. It certainly is. Um, some rough puppet work in that one. Yes. <laughs> Barely puppet work. <laughs> um, does Troll count? Like, or Trolls or whatever it is? Yeah. Kind of, you yeah. know, just like, eh, unpleasant <laughs> little guys. <laughs> if they make that noise, it's one of those, eh. <laughs> Anything where a guy goes, yeah. Uh, yeah, gosh, I don't, I just don't really know the like little skittery monsters mm, okay. franchises. Yeah, not, well, then... not really. I feel like my maximum exposure to these was like walking the aisles at Blockbuster. Oh yeah, of a Friday, you know, and being like, whoa, that's a creepy, you know. It excites the imagination. VHS cover, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of it. So you probably won't get a lot of these, but uh, let's talk about them anyway. I'm excited to take a crack at it. These creatures are a mix of porcupines, rats, badgers, possums, hedgehogs, and rabid cats, Tasmanian devils, and can roll into balls a la Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, they can also combine together to form one giant sphere. Um, with huge teeth, they eat everything and anything, and according to the original director, the script for the first installment that was released in 1986 was written years and years and years and years before the first Gremlins movie showed up. Uh-huh. Uh, there are records to support this. Yeah, all right, okay, they were, like, all right, Kind okay. of almost shot at the same time. Okay. So uh, I'm guessing this doesn't seem familiar to you. No, but the teeth. I f- again, I feel like I saw a cover a in bit? Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, like real sharp teeth. Yeah. We got little beady eyes. Yes. Oh, I'm picturing the like. Do they have kind of a shaggy like yep. mane? Yep. What the fuck is this creature? It is called a critter. Oh, it's just critters. critters. Right. Okay. 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 Yes, a creepy looking design. Yes. Good which stuff. Which I've only seen one scene from that I saw when I think my older brothers were watching it when I was like four or so, and it gave me real nightmares. They really didn't care what they let you see, huh? No, no. Okay. That's fine, though. Uh, this <laughs> came, the first one came out the year I was born. They got five movies and a five. TV series. <laughs> oh, boy. One like, from 2019. I, like, okay, I was going to say, but in what span? Okay. From 86 to 2019. <laughs> Harsh. Okay. Yep. I love this, like, we're going to resurrect this weird 80s thing. Like, I think the Tremors show did it, and yes. that's kind of the only successful, and, like... This one was pretty successful. I think Shudder did all, all of it, like... Eh, okay. Which, I feel like if you're a Critters fan, then you're, like, a Critters fan. You are. <laughs> and, like... Bless your heart. I'm curious enough to check it out. It is much more, like, space aliens, and mm. the idea of the Critters is, like, they escaped from a space station and got loose on Earth, and so there's okay. aliens hunting them down to get them back. Oh, shit, okay. So if you've ever seen the movie Laser Blast, that's kind of a riff <laughs> on some of the same stuff in here. Oh, dear. I'm getting real into my trash oh, movie knowledge this episode. Blast. Jesus. So is it, like, campy? Is I think so. Campy? Yeah, okay. it, it's supposed to be a comedy. Like, okay. It's a horror comedy. Got it. Which I think most of these are supposed to be that. We should be making more horror comedies. Yeah. Because really even if they're like bad, they're fun. They're fun. Yeah. They're a great time. 
Speaking of bad, these creatures were a decided gremlins knockoff, not like critters that tries to be its own thing. Okay. Uh, these creatures forced their victims to see an alternate reality where their darkest desires are acted out, and for some reason, this kills them. It's not very clear. Uh, you hate this movie. I do hate this movie. And it got a sequel in 2009. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Hobgoblins! Hobgoblins! Hey. <laughs> hate this movie it's so dumb from 1988 and boy was the gremlins craze over by this point <laughs> boy were we not in the mood it sucks on toast it sucks butts yeah. it's a bad movie it's but it's, it's like it's funny because oh, it's, so, it's funny. so bad it yeah, yeah. truly is like worth watching in that sense yeah give it give it a go one time when you're like it's midnight and you just you've had a couple beers yeah yeah Give it a go. Oh, my God. Uh, rough puppet work in that one. <laughs> Again, barely puppet work. It is really like someone holding a stuffed animal to their own throat and thrashing. Which does happen in Gremlins 2 a lot. Sure. But it looks good. But they've got the, like, they've done the work. They've put in the work on the close-ups and the, the actual practical effects that you're like, I'm 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 locked in. Yeah. I believe it already. Exactly. You know? Part of playing at the cartoon angle, too, is that, like, you're not supposed to believe this. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> It's fine. I don't care. In this one location horror comedy, the movie sees creatures that are summoned through satanic conjuration. And it was shot at the same time as the original Gremlins. Oh. Uh, resulted in a huge lawsuit with the WB and uh, got their release date pushed back far enough that everyone's like, oh, this is clearly a Gremlins knockoff. Bummer. When it technically entered development first. Okay. Uh, a toilet features prominently. What movie am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Sorry, turlet. A turlet feature. Tur- oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Summoned by satanic... Doings. I know about this movie. I didn't know this before I looked it all up. Also, if I have okay. any of this information wrong, don't correct me. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know this one. This is Ghoulies from 1985. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think this is supposed okay. to be little ghosty, goblin-y guys. Okay. Yeah. And ghoulies. The only thing I know about ghoulies is that they come out of the toilet at you. Oh, boy. <laughs> That seems like a real unlock of fear you didn't know you had. Yeah. 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 It's no sewer crocodile, but oh. it is a ghoulie. Well, isn't there, don't rats really climb out of toilets in some places? In some places. In some places, rats will climb out of anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Shot in just 12 days and produced by Roger Corman. <laughs> this back. movie was made to capitalize on Gremlin's success and saw a creature that, when chopped into quarters, quarters, reanimate Sources Apprentice style into four new guys, <laughs> uh, making, you know, more of these little dudes. What movie do you think that is? Uh, ch- when you chop them up. Yeah. It uh... shares an unfortunate title, but not actual universe with a movie we hate. Okay. I don't think you're going to get it, though. No, I don't. This doesn't, yeah. Uh, Munchies from 1987, so which close. is notable right. in this list for being the only one... That had no sequels. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty... Yeah, the that's... 12-day Roger Corman special. <laughs> oh, Corman. Okay. Munchies. I was yeah. going to say, all of these are like some variation on like goblins, gremlins, like ghoulies. Yeah. Critters is, you know, even still munchies. Munchies. Because okay. they'll munch you? I guess. All right. <laughs> I think that of all of them, the munchies are the most misogynistic of all of them. Oh, so good. it's good that they get chopped up. Uh, and lastly, voiced by Dom DeLuise, this monster lives in a treasure chest, loves pizza, has magic powers, and you hate him. <laughs> Do not. I'm not going to say his name. It's very similar Someone has to the to. last one. <laughs> Singular munchie. It's munchie from 1992. Barely a gremlin movie. I just couldn't stop thinking about it when I put this list together. And I wanted to include it because I don't think you know. It has a sequel called Munchie Strikes Back. Oh, I think I do know that because I was like, what? This was the point at which the world started going to shit. <laughs> we decided to greenlight the munchie this was sequel. The point? <laughs> yeah, this was it. Oh, okay. We unleashed something when Between munchie was made. This and Mac and me in the early 90s. Boy, oh boy. You know what? I kind of respect Mac and me for, like, going for it. Munchie oh, it, thinks it's too cool for it what it's doing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the worst thing. I also forgot Mac and me. I don't think I actually got a sequel. I could be wrong on that. Oh, anyway, no. that's a little segment I like to call the imitation game. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Wow, I really, that just, like, unlocked a sense memory of, like, eating Twizzlers and 
hunting for a, a Friday night movie, a blockbuster. Yeah. Not this, to belabor the point, but like, yeah. That's these those movies, movies smell like licorice to me. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crack open that bag. Oh, boy. So you, I mean, you grew up when these were, these were Huge. coming out. Like yeah. this was the wave of I horror I was just comedy. a little too young though. So I didn't yeah. get to see any of it. So most of them passed me by. Okay. Like I saw a couple, I know I saw like the infamous scenes from like Trolls and Troll 2 oh. and Leprechaun and. Right. This is another one. Yeah. 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 Okay. But what wound up happening, I feel like is the freaky little guy got crossed with the slasher monster a little bit so that mm. you get a singular little guy instead of swarms of little guys uh, sure so i feel like by the 90s you start to lose swarms of little guys when, yeah like chucky started you know yeah. maybe there's more of a no we need to we need to make this like a marketable thing marketable little guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh yeah okay but gremlins was my i loved gremlins and all of its ways growing up. Weirdly, it seems like the most kid-friendly one. Yeah. Well, because it's so tied to cartoons. Like, yes. literally, you can Very recognize crazy. the sound effects that are happening. in the Not the first one, but in this one, yes. there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of, like, leitmotif sound effects where each gremlin, when he exits the scene, there'll be, yeah. like, a distinctive boing or the something. Doofus gremlin with his train whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Which I assume is just the sound of his brain trying to work. Yeah, that's the steam shooting Ooh. out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh yeah so that's gremlins too wonderful i would love to hear your, your final thoughts and any other thoughts final or otherwise on uh gremlins too they did my favorite thing which is they took the premise and were like this time in new york yeah no. <laughs> which i love that that was just <laughs> the go-to sequel thing for yep. for the 80s and early 90s yep um i love the concept of that it's it's so tied to like yeah you could just set the gremlins loose in Kingston Falls again but we've seen that happen we know yeah. how that plays out you have to put it in this like it's actually pretty clever of a concept where it's very specifically like hey we're introducing all this technology into our buildings and like running our homes and like you know very sinisterly yeah. cut keeping the air on <laughs> and the heating on and like dispensing our food mm. and you know, keeping our air, our like lives moving in ways that, like, I don't know that you want to hand off that responsibility to machines because you don't. Nobody on the planet a hundred percent knows what's going to happen when you turn on a machine. No, That's never especially been the case. this period of time. Yes, yeah. we were just like, great technology, roll it out. Consequences? What are those? <laughs> That's such a great job, though. Of like, there's so much stuff in the first act that feels like, okay, move it along, all right, but it's setting up. <laughs> How useless, like the the video phone call that Billy yeah. and Kate try to have. That's like, okay, speed it along, you guys. Like, I get, I get it, I get yeah. it. But it plays up the was that when electricity gremlin gets stuck in it, everything has a payoff. Which is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is just like you're kind of living like this already. It's not actually making your life any easier. So <laughs> it's very specific, like the the very early '90s when the technology was like. It was, th it was within view. Mm. We were like, put it everywhere. Like, don't do that, actually. <laughs> so that was just a pretty, like, a pretty uh, sharp, you know, pinpoint of a, of a time in our, our shared history, <laughs> the year 1990, <laughs> which I like. It's very, uh, it's very of its time, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, there's, like, the, the good dated and the bad dated. I yeah. think this is the good dated. This is just a good example. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's my thoughts on it. Sweet. Well, for my part, as I told you, I've grown up with this movie. Uh, I didn't have the appreciation when I was a kid for what a bizarre miracle it is of <laughs> studio <laughs> That work. it exists. Um, yeah, like, if Bugs Bunny was talking about it's, like, it feels now like if Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck were talking to the screen about how it's unnecessary that they have to keep showing up and doing these cartoons. <laughs> like, it's almost there in the opening where Daffy Duck's like, you've been doing this too long, it's my turn. Like that, Get out of here, old timer. I can't... I know that if I spend actual time thinking harder about it, it's I, I could really distill the scenes that push across this idea that Joe Dante has of, like, this sequel is just making fun of the idea of a sequel. Right, yes, very this much so. Weird meta-commentary on, like, remaking your own work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put it in the content machine. Yeah. But I, it, more than that, it's just the feeling of 
Joe Dante doing that more than, and in this scene you can see he's doing it because oh, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I just think that's like, it he's is just... He's a very direct man. Very direct, yeah, and I think that's maybe why it is, you're not able to point to a specific point because it's just the entire runtime. Yeah. <laughs> versus, yep. and in this scene he said this, which is the theme. No, it's just The idea that this movie exists, yeah. yeah. And I love it. It is just, yeah, it, I can find no fault in this movie because I've known it since I was a little bitty baby. You grew up with it. <laughs> uh, so I'd love to hear what you think about double billing with this movie. Because well, the second I thought about Gremlins 2, I was like, oh, it's this is the movie you double with it. So I am I'm, so curious to see. All week you've just been like, I have the perfect movie. <laughs> Shut like up. Like from when we said, oh, let's do this on the podcast. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, great. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to say what I did not pair with it first because oh. I think it's funny that it occurred to me, but it's not like a perfect fit. So going with this, like the idea of kind of calling attention to, you know, we don't need to produce this, right? This is just money for the studio. And just mm. like that being the foundation of the entire movie. Mm. Um, I, I was like, maybe this would go well with Nope, because it's very much about like just churning things mm. into the content machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just but forcing just, the spectacle onto a yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, it, it's not exactly right. And I feel like I want to save Nope for something else. Ooh, <laughs> teasing Less, it for the yeah. future. <laughs> I hope you do it. It's really cool. Took me a while to get around to it. but So I didn't, I didn't choose it for this, but just want to shout out my runner-up. Um, but what I ended up picking is an actual animated movie because I feel like this is the, yeah. this is as close to an animated movie as you can get. Like Branson Reese says, it is a Leaning Tunes movie. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick something else that's also very like what it's like to live in this place at this time, Mm. uh, animated movie. And I'm gonna pair it with Turning Red from the Mm. last year, which is the latest Pixar? I can't keep track of it, Uh, but it doesn't matter. No A recent Pixar, yeah. (laughs) My comment is, uh, Uh. so it's just about like, here's what it would be like to be this person at this time and, Mm. and, you know living in it's it's very tied to like a specific city both of them yeah and they're almost the same time aren't they uh early 90s no isn't that when turning red supposed to take place oh turning no. Red's late 90s yeah late 90s early aughts kind yeah, of thing yeah right. but you know a very pinpointable like the music of the time and how people were kind of living at the time and like yes. the cool new things, you know, at yeah. the time. Boy bands, cool new thing. Um, yeah. And they're both very, like the animation in Turning Red is so cool and yeah. it's very cute and imaginative. And it's it, not all animated movies are like that nowadays. Even, even within Pixar, I feel like it's very easy to like, we just have to churn out as much stuff as we can. And this one was like, no, I'm going to like do interesting animation with yeah. it. I'm not an animator and I don't know anything about it, but it's different watching it. It's like, oh, this has a, someone thought of like, you know, this this came from someone's creative brain instead of I have to get this out as soon as possible. Yeah, I feel um, like they took a turn away from, not that they were always trying to do this, but it, it was a specific turn away from trying to do photorealism. Yeah, yeah. Just, not that they or were even, big on that, but like, yeah. I'm thinking about like for backgrounds and that kind of thing. Like I remember sure. the warm pastelis of the movie of the city I live in where it never looks like that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it used to. Yeah. No, it's very clearly animated and not supposed to be like grounded in that same way. Yeah. yeah, As, as this is, and just a very, like a, just a fun metaphor for both where it's like Mm. the ghost in the machine is the gremlins and the more machine you have, the more gremlins you get. (laughs) Like the more you try to squash down your inner panda, the more it's going to come out. Yes, it will. Yeah. Sweet. So I like that. And they're both creature-based, I guess? They are. They both are yeah, tied to the specific location with a, a single building where the... Yeah. <laughs> the showdown happens. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So yeah, that's my pick. Sweet. I like cartoons that. for cartoons, baby. Yay. And go watch our episode on Turning Red. <laughs> Not to plug it. Or watch. <laughs> watch it with your Try ears. your best. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Imagine what it's like us sitting across the table from each other. <laughs> Picture it now. Yes. Well, for my part, I'm going to do what you did, and I'm going to give a, a runner-up nod. Um, nice. Let's do it. Because the thing that I like about this movie, like I said, is is the meta commentary on sequelization and all that. But just the general ghost in the machine stuff, I've 
I think this is just I've been thinking about this movie a lot recently. Is Terry Gilliam's Brazil? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I really like Brazil, but nice. it didn't fit exactly what I wanted, which was like I said, just talk about meta context. So sure. I'm talking about another movie that's contending with how do we deal with this, this like really coveted piece of art and like churn it into content for today's audiences. Okay. Uh, and this is definitely going the more artistic side where Gremlins 2 is absolutely a trashy movie and I love it. <laughs> um, but I'm going to pair this with Irma Vep from 1996. Oh, from interesting. Olivia SAS, with Maggie Chung in the gizmo role. <laughs> she deserves to voice gizmo! <laughs> uh, I have not seen huh. the new TV version yet, but this yep. is the original movie. Um, which is about a Chinese movie actress in France that's starring in a remake of Les Vampires, which is a famous French uh, silent Silent from the 20s. Uh, It's mostly like a movie about movies behind the scenes and all the like the gossip and the crew work and what goes into making it and all that. But all the, the, the through line of the whole movie is really talking about film criticism and how people consume media and the meta commentary of having to do justice to an old thing while making it a new thing. Um, so the, the meta commentary aspect, I'm com- absolutely comparing the gremlins breaking the film in the middle to the remake of Irma Vep that we see at the end of Irma Vep <laughs> or the ending of uh, the remake of Les Vampires. Yes, um, right, right. But the center of the movie is someone just trying to like, feel something and make sense of what they're doing and survive the work that they're trying to do. Mm. Of course, Find meaning in it. Yeah. yeah. Maggie Chung and Irma Vep and Gizmo and Gremlins. Uh, of course. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Equally cute. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes. It's very much like it's in the text in Irma Vep. They literally talk about how do you, what's the point of like yeah. bringing this forward and trying to keep doing it and yeah and like what's the vision that you have to have yeah. for it to go forward and like the shuffling of directors in Irma Vep kind of yeah suits up with the real life version of Gremlins 2 where they couldn't find anybody to do it right <laughs> and just the fact that Gremlins 2 exists is the yeah. and that <laughs> the, text. the remake of Les Vampires that we see at the end of Irma Vep is so unlike the original Les Vampires where it's yeah. just like oh this is what you, this is what you think it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you were seeing when you, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's great. That might be one of the biggest discrepancies between like arty movie, trashy movie we've done. But you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and right. I know it. They're, st- <laughs> they're both fun to watch in their yeah. very different ways. They are. Nice. All right. Gizmo is cute. Maggie Chung is cute. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some other stuff. Other yeah. stuff going on. <laughs> Fun outfits. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. great. So I nice. recommend, yeah, go and watch Irma Vep before watching Gremlins Two. I'll say, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you cannot sustain the energy of Gremlins Two through Irma Vep. I don't think. No, no. I think mine is going to be the opposite, where you should watch Gremlins Two and then roll into Turning Red. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, just yeah. like tune it up and then you know have a fun <laughs> song for it. Yeah. Both fun songs. True, very true. Yeah. Yes. And there's a fun, well, fun, is that the word? There's a cool song in Irma Vep, right in the middle. Oh, yeah. I dimly it's recall good. it's been a long time. It's good shit. It is good shit. Yeah, Irma Vep rules, yeah. <laughs> Talking yourself into it more. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. <laughs> uh, well, that will do us for another episode here, but a little bit of housekeeping before we mm-hmm. wrap it on up. We're uh, changing the schedule up a little bit. <laughs> Because life's complicated, and as referenced on our previous episode, we're very sleepy. <laughs> I was so sleepy. So we're going to be going down, at least for a little while, to uh, one episode every two weeks, as opposed to one episode every one week. Um, yeah, so do with that information what you will. I don't have to answer to you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect sign-off. Really, really <laughs> helping bring people into the fold. Yes. Uh, Come back in two weeks. Yeah, and we will hopefully be back in that time. And uh, who knows if it's a permanent switch or a temporary switch. Who can say? Life's crazy. As discussed. Yeah. We're going to put our apartment back together after the gremlins have been here. And uh, God willing. <laughs> you can find us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We will be active on there, yes. unlike a certain <laughs> past month. Uh, Aaron, this one. Uh, where can people find you at? Oh, if they want to, they can find me on Twitter at Macklebase. M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And you can find me at Dick R. Navis. I mostly post about what I am currently watching because I like movies. 
Turns out. Uh, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Don't let the gremlins get you and come back next week for another pile of garbage.